Welcome everyone to Faces and Feels. I am your host, Rafe Houston, and I am joined by a very special guest today. Uh, we have known each other for quite a while around the music scene more than the wrestling scene, but we've kind of, through, I guess, conversations and stuff, started to realise we had you know mutual uh, interest in that. So uh, today I am joined by my good friend Adam Parry, a.k.a. Dean Olsen of Perth EPW. How you going, man? I'm really good, Rafe, mate. Uh, thank you very much for having me on the show, mate. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, uh, no, nah, I'm stoked, man. Like, we have, since we've known each other, we kept having those conversations. Like, man, we just got to talk wrestling sometime, you know, and it'd be like <laughs> quick interactions in the store or whatever. Did you catch this? And stuff. So it's going to be fun to just talk shit. And I know uh, EPW have got their kind of like first big show since COVID coming up this weekend. So it'll be fun. We can kind of run into that. And to be honest, I like I've been to shows of EPWs before. I think I was even at the, was Hell or High Water the last one? I uh, know the last one was Going for Broke, which was on uh, March the 6th, actually, the day before my birthday back in March, which was uh, maybe like a week removed from when everything shut down. So yeah, before the world ended. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, exactly. Oh. I think I was, uh, I think I was at, Maybe I was at that one. Was it at Gate One? It was, yes. That was the last Gate One show. Mm. We have um, had a couple of shows down at the EPW School of Pro Wrestling, which uh, they call the EPW Showcases. And uh, they've been really good fun. We've had, a, uh, I think we've had three or four of those uh, since restrictions were slowly easing. But this, uh, this weekend, it's EPW out of the ashes at Gate One. A big return to Gate One. And we are uh, just so supremely pumped for this because. It's been so bloody long. Yeah. Dude, tell me about <laughs> it. Like, um, I, I sometimes do this podcast with my mate Travis, and uh, we're, we're looking at coming this weekend. We're sorting it out. But he's never seen live wrestling before, like in his entire oh. life, right? Like, So he used to be into uh, WCW. Like, He was in a big WCW household, which was kind of weird. We've talked about it before, how like, I grew up in the Attitude Era. And he was on the other oh, yeah. side of the fence, you know. Oh, and, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, big WCW guy had had got running out of it, and then he had started getting back into it and stuff. And then we started talking, and now he's like into it in a big way, but has never seen wrestling in real life before. So I'm hoping to bring him along this Saturday and uh, blow his mind, really. Yeah, well, I'm sure he'll really enjoy it because, um, <clears throat> pardon me, it's really interesting. Um, the first wrestling I saw live was WWA, which wasn't like the best product, but there was a couple of matches. Like they brought over like Scott Steiner and um, oh, who else was there? Oh god! Well, the thing that really caught my attention at this show was you had a uh, a triple threat between I think it was like Nova, Jerry Lynn, and AJ Styles. Oh and Jesus that was Christ! Really, yeah, that was really good. <laughs> But the thing is, as well, like there was a lot of sort of uh, you know good matches and bad matches. But like I remember being really pumped when WWE first came to Perth, and as much as it's awesome, it's just like a small house show, and they kind of tend to take it easy more often than not when you get the uh, yeah. the big traveling act. Whereas one thing that you can definitely expect when you see ECW is that everyone's going to be giving it their all, especially the fact that there's been such a massive hiatus of uh, explosive pro wrestling at the big shows, putting on the big events. Like, these guys are just going to be going all out on the weekend. So, um, I'm, I'm sure. Sorry, did you say Travis? Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I'm sure if he uh, if he can make it down, he's gonna absolutely be blown away by yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Well, anytime I've ever seen EPW live, like it's always just been a great time, and the dudes absolutely kill it. So I, I think we'll touch back on that in a second. But that was actually a, a pretty good segue where you talk about the first live wrestling you saw. Why don't you um, tell me a little bit about how you got into wrestling in the first place? Like, has it has okay. it were you you like really young or, or what what happened? Like, what's your kind of first memories of of uh, of wrestling itself? Well, yeah, um, I was super young when I first got into wrestling, like like really young. I reckon I would have been like maybe five years old or something. It was like the uh, the rock and wrestling era. Of course, I was. Uh, I'm quite old. Huh? <laughs> I'm a, I'm <laughs> so a, am I, I'm bro. Child, so am I. <laughs> yeah, I'm a I'm a child of the early '80s, so it was all like Hulk Hogan and you know all that sort of stuff. I remember being young and seeing a VHS of like Hogan and King Kong Bundy in the steel cage, and you know all the WrestleMania four stuff. But the first big sort of event I remember happening around the time that I was like really into wrestling was WrestleMania five with the mega powers exploding was like a really big deal. Yeah, uh, wow. That's Man quite an early Hogan. memory as well. Like really? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I like, we were, my brother and I were obsessed with it. We used to have the old wrestling figures that would, you know, the hard rubber ones, which you could probably knock someone out of. Yeah. We'd, yeah, we'd, yeah. We'd, so we'd they were kids. dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we, we had a bunch of those and we'd like put them on the trampoline and bounce. And the last one remaining on the trampoline would win the Royal Rumble, you know, silly shit like that you do as a kid. Yeah. Um, so was just like, like a, a lot of kids when kids first sort of get into wrestling it just kind of um just really sucks you in. and then a real big moment for my brother and i was uh wrestlemania 6 which was hogan versus warrior i was a really big ultimate warrior fan and my brother was really big on hulk hogan so we had a lot of oh, arguments jesus christ that house, house torn asunder <laughs> yeah exactly right so um that was and, and the other cool thing was uh my stepdad um bless the man he was a uh, uh, a wonderful, wonderful human. He was a massive wrestling fan too. Mm -hmm. So uh, the funny thing was I kept sort of following wrestling and I fell out for a little bit. And uh, in my teens, we ended up getting Foxtel in the house, which was very exciting. More so for me, we got Channel V, so I could watch the metal show that they used to have. Yes, I know it well. That was when I uh, came to university. It's dating myself a bit, but I moved to Perth in the year 2000, like to come like for university and I moved in with my friend and his family because I like knew nobody right and uh yep. like we were childhood mates and stuff and they had channel v and it was the same thing it was just like what <laughs> and that also oh, was man. when about I got kind of like I was able to continue wrestling like watching wrestling for a while because I was well, from Geraldton so we had nothing like it was just oh, yeah. it was dvds vhs or my auntie used to take me superstars on like channel 10 or something or, or like Sunday night heat and stuff and like, yeah, fill up like VHSs really, and really send them to night. me. Yeah. Yeah. And so she'd send yeah. me like a VHS and it'd have like, you know, a dozen episodes of heat or something like that. Cause she just like put it nice. on at night for me and stuff. But yeah, <laughs> when, when I could watch raw, that was like a game changer for me, man. Oh, I know. Right. Like my stepdad was watching wrestling and I was, um, I was, I was like in my teens. This is like, um, early attitude era and I sort of, you know, walked past him like, you're watching wrestling? I'm like, mate, you know, kind of taking the piss out of him. Like, how old are you? Yeah. And then all of a sudden I see like, you know, uh, things like Stone Cold Steve Austin drinking beer and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, okay. So I sort of sat oh, down. Like I might be uh, talking a little bit quick about this uh, wrestling stuff. What's going on with this guy? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Man, like not only did I get hooked back into wrestling, but it was to the point of obsession. And um, it's something that I only got more and more obsessed with and uh, it just never left me, um, like, for the fact we're like, you know, my, my, my stepdad and I would always talk about it and stuff like that. Um, yeah, it just became this 
thing that I got so enamored with to the point that um, obviously I was watching WWF at the time and, you know, my stepdad would also watch WCW, so I was watching both shows. And then as I got older, you know, I started getting into like Ring of Honor, uh, which was really big in the uh, early 2000s and uh, then just became like super obsessed with like Japanese wrestling. Yeah. And um, yeah, and I'm lucky enough, ended up becoming involved in it, which is, uh, I guess, a strange world. <laughs> well, well, it's kind of crazy in itself. So before, before we start on like the road into being involved with it, um, mm-hmm. I, I did an episode recently called Watching Death Matches with my dad, and I, I talked about like sort of how we started, you know, watching it and then like showing him some Japanese wrestling and, and his sort of opinions on it and stuff like that. Was it a oh, big, yeah. uh, was it a big bonding thing for you and your stepdad? Like, uh, I know for me and my dad, like he's, he's like a super outdoorsy guy, right? And he'd always want me to like go camping and four wheel driving and things like that. And I used to do it, but it was never really like a, like a super passion for me. Right. But once the attitude yeah. era started like stone cold and, the Vince rivalry and all that stuff. That was huge for us. You know what I mean? Like as a father and son sort of thing, like when the new DVD would come out, like the video shop would know they'd put it aside and we'd get it straight away. And, you know, we'd rent all the VHSs and stuff. Like the first one we rented was WrestleMania 9, like at Caesars oh, Palace. And like, yeah. I was just like, what the hell? Like, you know, Undertaker on the chariot and stuff, like <laughs> blowing my mind and stuff, you know? Dude, uh, and so, my, um, so, yeah, it was a huge one for me, man. My brother's friend, sorry, that he went to school with, he uh, he had family over in England. We actually got like a VHS copy of WrestleMania 9 like a, a couple of weeks after it happened because it was on, you know, they had pay-per-view over there. Yeah, so wow. We saw, uh, time. And again, it blew, it, the thing that blew my mind about that event was that it was outdoors. I, I love I the- love the outdoor WrestleManias <laughs> and stuff. To this day, like when they did um, Jingu Stadium recently for New Japan, like – we made a day of it here, you know, like I finished work oh, and I got shit. out early and we had all the windows and stuff open here and we're drinking like strong zero <laughs> and like we were just trying our best to be there because we couldn't be there, you know, like oh, <laughs> you try and live so that cool. event too. It was so nice, man. Like I love all the outdoor festival type stuff. Oh, it's so killer. So good, man. Yeah. Um, but, to, but, to, but to answer your question, yeah, it was a really big bonding point uh, between my, my stepdad and myself. Um, obviously, we, we're both big footy fans and, you know, we bond about other things, but I always say this about wrestling as well, is it's one of those things that you are, you either get or you probably never will. Like my, my actual dad, uh, he's a real big sports guy. So yeah. he's really, he, you know, any sport that's on TV, he's watching. He's played sport all his entire life and stuff like that. Whereas he never really got into the whole pro wrestling deal. And I've, I've got him down. He came down to um, uh, Reawakening 8, which is uh, – Forever renowned as one of our, one of the best EPW shows that we've uh-huh. ever done, and um, he really enjoyed it. But it's just not really his kind of thing. Whereas, yeah, with like he enjoyed that, the the spectacle, but not enough that he'd like then follow it or like you know be yeah. super passionate about it. Yeah, and 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 because my stepdad was so like he was so knowledgeable about wrestling, and he actually followed wrestling. He knew what he was seeing and the intricacies and and how it's all done in the way it's done as well as it's done that he appreciated for the art form more than like you said, just the spectacle. So yes. yeah, it was super cool, man. It's something that I'll, uh, I'll forever cherish and appreciate till the end of my days. The, uh, the bond that we had between us. And, um, yeah, yeah. He always liked hearing about the stuff I did at EPW, even if he wasn't always down there and stuff like that. So it's, uh, yeah, yeah. it's, it's super cool. It's just, yeah. So it's a wonderful thing how it can bring people together. It, it really can, man. And it, like you say, it's, it truly is one of those things where it's like, you 
you kind of either get it or you don't. And there'll be people that sort of like it on a surface level. And I think for me, I think I really started to like it and really started to appreciate it once like the internet sort of made it a thing where you could kind of look behind the curtain a little bit more. Like when I think about watching it in high school and the Attitude Era and stuff like that, I was just watching it for the spectacle. Like Stone Cold's awesome and Kane and The Rock and they're saying these funny things and they're fighting and it's cool. And then like after my first couple of years of uni, we were right into it. Like I went to the first uh, WWF or WWE by then, you know, global warming, uh, a global warning happened in Melbourne which is like oh, the, kind yeah, of their yeah. first, you know, pay-per-view or whatever or, or event they did in like quite a long time. And I was there yeah. for that and I was right into it. But I really dropped out for for quite a long time after that, right? Like so it started to become very Cena heavy and and all this stuff. Uh, yeah. And I just, you know, it, it, those years, the ruthless aggression era is sort of renowned for sort of being a dropout point for a lot of people. And it like around 2005, 2007, thereabouts. Yeah, yeah. That whole yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. area through there was pretty rubbish from what I understand, but I wasn't interested in it. Plus, I was like, I started playing bass guitar, as you know, like formed a band, did that for <laughs> 10 years, you know what I mean, was out being a gigging musician, didn't really have yeah. time for it. Uh, and then I stumbled back across it. Um, Jeez, I don't even know how many years ago it was. I can tell you the thing that was, it much like happened with you. Flipping through the channels, Amy and I had Foxtel, my now wife, uh, and flicked onto Raw and like Seth Rollins was curb stomping Randy Orton through like a cinder block. And I was like, <laughs> what the hell is going on here? And then we were like, oh, this is cool. And we we're watching it and then John Cena come out and stuff. And I was like, oh, this is crazy. I used to watch this stuff all the time. Amy's like, yeah, me too. And then we just started oh, watching wow. Raw every week. And then it inevitably kind of got bad again. Uh, and I sort of lost interest in Raw. But but I what it happened is as I started to, now it's the kind of modern era where podcasts and things exist, I then started to kind of look things up and I started to like listen to the wrestlers and interviews and see behind the curtain and stuff. And the workings of the wrestling business is almost more interesting to me <laughs> Than the the spectacle, you know what I mean? Like I, I love the stories, yeah. I love the road stories, I love the mechanics of, mm. well, well, at least what I can understand as much as I can as a fan. I've never been in a ring or whatever, you know, like all that kind of part of it is I think what I really enjoy and I like to be able to appreciate sort of both sides of the coin, whereas young me as a kid was just like, yeah, stun him so cold. Now I'm just like, oh, he sold that. Like the Rock sold that like a champion. You know what I mean? Like seeing it the yeah, other way yeah. around, you know? So it's pretty interesting. Uh, I, yeah. yeah. I think it drags you deeper in once you sort of uh, start getting wise to things and learning the um, the the mechanics of it all. I think it's, it's definitely a way that sort of um, – it'll probably either move you one way or another. You'll either get disinterested in it because the um, – you know, the initial shine's worn off or it'll be like, oh my God, like, you know, it's um, that much more uh, of an amazing, intricate art form and sort of just sucks you in so much more because you know what you know. Yeah, because um, it, it is, it's like now. sports and it's theatre and it's stunt work and it's, yeah, it's like oh, so it's many. Got, it's got everything. It's like, if you imagine the Venn diagram of what it takes to be a good wrestler, <laughs> there's a lot of skills that need to... Form and then also like the interest in that and like the you know you've kind of got to be a fan of it and all these things and you're just like the perfect cocktail that makes these like amazing guys and, and girls is 
pretty crazy, you know, like to, oh, be, to yeah. be able to do it at a high level. Exactly. And I, I think that we're very blessed at the moment, like you were saying about when you were um, broadening your horizons and everything. Uh, like the internet has really changed the game as, as much as like availability. Like I remember back in the day, Dude, yeah. um, like getting ECW tapes from like some dude I'd like meet at Macca's once a month and like <laughs> clean some cash. So sketchy. My, man, my, my older brother used to take the piss out of me so much for this. Yeah. I'd like meet him at like Morley McDonald's and, um, like, you know, give him a bunch of cash and get all these like, you know, like, like videotape trading stuff, man. Like yeah. now it's like there's all streaming services and stuff. It's like never been easier to be, um, to check out like so much. I can put on the network wrestling. right now and watch all that ECW stuff and not have to risk my life one time in a Macca's car park. Exactly. <laughs> but um, that's the thing. And like, you know, WWE is not your thing. There's New Japan World. There's, you know, um, BJW Core. There's All Japan TV. There's mm. the, um, uh, what's the, um, uh, IWTV. The one, the one you were telling me about. Yeah. Yes, that one. You know, like it's, it's just fantastic. And I mean, it's, it's Vimeo a, it's as amazing. well where you can, yes. like Vimeo has um, EPW from the vault section where you can see like, any EPW show that's ever been done. It's just, it's just, it's amazing. And it's just so good that we're lucky enough to be in a time where things are so accessible. It's, I mean, it's, it's so anything, crazy it's right? for choice. Yeah. And when you think about that, like EPW has been around for a long time, like, but it, it yeah. is, it's the premier wrestling like company in Perth, Western Australia, Perth, the most yeah. isolated city in the entire world, but anybody <laughs> Anywhere in the world could go to that Vimeo site and like get up to date on what's going on with EPW, which is killer, which is what I do. I'll like wake up at 8 a.m. on a Sunday and I'll watch ICW No Holds Barred Pit Fighter X live and be shooting yeah. out gifts off my phone as they happen and the wrestlers are like liking it and sharing it and stuff. It's like, it's how so crazy cool. is that when you think about it? Like, it's, it's really cool. I interact with these guys all the time, you know? I get I yeah. get, get messages. Hey, can you send me that gear for blah blah blah? Or thanks for the kind words and stuff. And these dudes have like just walked out of the ring on the other side of the world. It's it's, it's crazy. It, it's it's amazing the world we live in. Um, yeah, yeah. And a young me would have killed for it and would have never got into anything done because all he would have ever done is watch wrestling. <laughs> and, oh, and exactly, not done, man. Not done anything else. Not had a part-time job, not done anything. So, I mean, <laughs> it's probably good it didn't exist for me. But um, yeah, so swing, swinging back around to you and EPW, how did you yep. get involved, man? Like, did you go to train to wrestle and transition to something else or did you know guys? Like, how did, how does that happen, man? Um, okay, so... I, I've never really had the aspiration to wrestle. Um, like I said, my dad was a big sports guy. I gave many sports a try in high school and stuff. I was pretty average at them all. I was a pretty decent, uh, pretty decent kick off the left boot and footy, but I wasn't very good at running. Um, I suck at pretty much every sport I've ever played. So I didn't really feel like I'd be any good at wrestling. Also, the fact that I'm, I'm like five foot eight, and I think the last thing wrestling needs is a person who's not in shape that's five foot eight. But um, <laughs> which is, is why I'm not is, a wrestler. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. I think I'm a little bit taller um, than that, but I'm not sure I have much to offer physically. I'm currently well, nursing that, a busted shoulder because I slipped over on a icy road in Japan, so I have to. <laughs> so I don't yeah. know how many bumps I could take at this age. There you go. Walking is a dangerous sport. Exactly. But, um, yeah, no, uh, back in uh, 2007 was when I joined EPW. So I'd, I'd been working uh, in radio for a few years by then. Oh, I can't remember exactly how many. 
Um, but yeah, I'd been doing work in, um, in regional radio, doing announcing and stuff like that. Um, and, um, like my brother-in-law and other people were doing like, like backyard wrestling and stuff. And I was doing commentating for them because I was like, you know what? I couldn't wrestle to save my bloody life, but I'm like, you know what? I'm a good talker. I know so much about wrestling. Like I was just such an uber just geeking out on wrestling so hard and knew the names of all the moves and sort of how to articulate how to, you know, put things over as a commentator. So I was doing the, um, like like calling these backyard shows and stuff. And eventually there, there used to be a phone number on the old uh, website we had. And um, I played phone tag back and forth and just sort of said, hey, you know, I, I know you guys already have commentators. You're looking for someone to do backstage interviews or whatever. I said, you know, I'm a, uh, I am do announcing. I'd be happy to sort of, you know, get involved in any way I could. And eventually they had me come down uh, February 2007 to, uh, date with Destiny at the old uh, Benville Rec Center, and yeah. that turned out to be my first day with the company. I did like a, a solid handful of backstage interviews. My first one was 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 with Jamie Jura, which was where uh, he uh, helped coin my name, which is stuck ever since, for better or worse. Um, <laughs> Dean uh, Rick Stant- yeah, I know, right? It's crazy. It was is there like, a, is it's, there a story like like all wrestlers have their like legendary story about how like in WWE creative they got it and they had a list of names on a thing. How did it come out? Did he just call <laughs> you that or what was the go? No, uh, we were about to film the first sort of promo because a lot of the, I was heavily involved with Rick Sanders at the time who was filming a lot of this stuff. He was very instrumental in my early days and um, we were about to film the first thing and they're like, what are you going to be called? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> you're like, like Adam? Well, I don't know. The, yeah, they were like, you need a name. And I thought, oh, I, was like, I was like, can I use my real name? They're like, you can. And they're like, but then it's like, you know, um, you know, people will be like, you know, you could have like people check out your MySpace or whatever. And I was like, oh shit, okay. So I was like, I'll come I, up. With I think a, they were just trying to earn the, uh, like, uh, own the merch, brother, brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if they were putting <laughs> out that Dean Olsen shirt, they wanted a piece of it. Nah, nah man. I, I don't think anyone would buy that anyway. And then I, um, I would buy that, it. I'd buy it. I'll start, yeah, thanks, yeah, man. Same, thanks. Yeah, so no, you, you'll be my first sale. Hey, uh, and then put Jay, it up. Jamie Pro wrestling tees. It's done. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, well, actually, we're doing merch through uh, wrestlermerch.com, actually. So oh, is, is that the same through. one that um, – what are those guys from over east? Robbie Eagles Company yeah, yeah. uses. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, so there's um, a good PWA merch. There's AMCW. You get all EPW merch, not just of the company's merch, but um, heaps of wrestlers as well. I just got a, uh, a Damien Slater shirt delivered uh, like two days ago. Ooh, uh, re- really good company. But um, anyway, plug, all plugs aside um, – I was chatting with Jamie and Jamie was like, I was about to interview me. He's like, Oh, you're like Jimmy Olsen, you know, from Superman. And I'm like a massive like comic fan. Yeah. I read a lot of comics and I was like, okay, cool. How about Jimmy Olsen? And Rick's like, well, no, everyone knows who Jimmy Olsen is. So I went with the name Dean because Dean was one of my really good mates in radio that kind of uh, took me under his wing and sort of um, mentored me and taught me right. everything I, I needed to do. So yeah. I was like, all right, Dean Olsen. Bit of a like, tribute. Dean Olsen, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much, and uh, that was it, man. So it all sort of transpired within the span of a couple of minutes before my first filming, and I honestly didn't really care. I just wanted to to, to be a part of it, and uh, yeah. that's that's how the name came apart came about. So um, yeah, I did a bunch of interviews that 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 day before the um before the show, and uh, I was a part of the company, and that was in February, date with Destiny, two thousand and seven, and by Evolution, two thousand and seven, which back then was a two night event. Um, I got my first shot at commentating, and uh, Rick was also very impressed with my my first uh, shot at it. And um, 
sounds very weird. What, 2007, 13 years ago? I've been wow. doing it ever since. <laughs> Jeez, that's, that's, that's an amazing run, man. And, and yeah, like, I, I was very impressed as well. I was looking through, like, the, the YouTube and stuff. I was really enjoying, like, the uh, little episodes you do, the EPW TV episodes, where it's just oh, you guys yep, just yep, doing, yep. like, quick recaps for people about the rivalries and stuff. Like, I, I thought that was really yeah. well, well done. I thought yeah, it was cool, that's, man. Um, yeah, I think it's good to do stuff like that. Anything you can do to help sort of um, push things out there to try and uh, not only update people who may not have been able to make the event or people who, um, you know, may be thinking about going to the Vimeo and signing up to the uh, from the vault section. So you throw little things out like that and it's helped to sort of raise awareness. People can share it about. I mean, the guys in the matches are more than happy to, you know, have people see their work. But um, stuff like that I think is really important. And like we said earlier, being in the age of technology that we are, I, I mean, YouTube's just such an easy resource to, to, to make use of, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's great that it's there to be used and that we get to do things like that too. Hopefully we do some more EPWR TV stuff in the uh, new year when yeah. things get it was really sort of cool, more back man. to normalcy. Like, if, if yeah. anybody wants to check this stuff out, I th- think it's uh, youtube.com slash Perth, isn't it? I believe so. Oh, yeah. Well, either way, if if you go yeah. to if you go to YouTube and you put that in, you'll find yeah. it pretty quick. But it's oh, killer, man. man. It's got all that so stuff in there, there, and the production quality that you guys have got, like on all the the music videos that you do, and and those yeah. kind of things, like they're really well filmed. And like when when you go and see these guys live, they've always got people around the ring with cameras and stuff, and they. They put together like a wicked production. Like for, like I say, in the most isolated city in the world, you guys are like putting out some like killer content. And I've always had like a great time when I've gone. Like it's been sweet. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I mean, before we touch on the live shows, I mean, production is important. I think with, with anything. I mean, like we've both played in bands and stuff like that too, and whether it be the recording of your music and the production of that, but. I mean, the fact that we do have the access to the EPW Vimeo, and I remember chatting to um to the people that are sort of behind running it, and that like um like uh, Giles O'Brien used to be heavily involved with it, and he used to tell me different places in the world, like Portugal, there were people watching EPW, and the fact that there is so much wrestling out there, like I said, how we're so spoiled for choice, like if you don't bring a certain level of production, people are going to sort of tune out. So you know, it's it's, it's important to have. Not only the fact that it, um, you know, it looks good and is aesthetically pleasing, but it also helps you stand out from the pack as well. If you know what I mean, because you, you're um, basically coming out the gate and presenting yourself as a professional, and that's like yeah, exactly super important. Like I didn't release one episode of this podcast until I knew all my equipment was right, until I had like a nice logo, until I had those things, you know. To, to be honest, there's probably more I would have liked to have, but I just got impatient because I've been talking about doing it for so long, you know. <laughs> but that kind of stuff, yeah. I, I got on my social media in order, you know, all those kind of basic things. And so so that's like super important. And, yeah, I, I just think you guys do do a great job over there. And I think, yeah, if anybody wanted to check it out, they'll see some some great wrestlers as well. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree as well. I can't take credit for any of it because I, I, I'm, I'm pretty used. You're not to writing technology. on the shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, <laughs> not at all, man. I just like I You're said, I get it. the best job yeah. in the house, man. Yeah. I get to, I get to sit in the best seat in the house and get to see all the action as it happens, and I just get to uh, join along in the ride and sort of help do a little bit to tell the story along the way. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, for the most part, for you, is it like live reaction stuff, like? It's just yeah. playing out in front of you, and you're just like, "What the hell's going on?" Like, just kind of reading it out, basically. 
Yeah, well, I mean, I'll take notes on certain things that, that I need to point out, like obviously uh, like certain match histories and things that play the part into the uh, feud. Because obviously um, the thing with it, and I, I, I guess it's just my background similar to your own, to put it from a music standpoint, like when when the, the, the count is on and when things are moving, you can't go back, you know what I mean? You're just going to keep yeah. moving forward. So you're kind of in the moment, like when you're playing a live gig, you're, you're in the moment. And you've got to keep moving with it. So I take notes just to sort of uh, keep my head a little sharper if I'm sort of, um, you know, so I don't forget certain points that are important to reiterate. Whereas a lot of it is just sort of, uh, you know, calling the moves or, um, you know, sort of um, explaining where the rivalries come from and things like that. Just sort of, it's, it's weird because I've been doing it for so long now. A lot of it is just second nature, but yeah. it's... Uh, it, it, I think it's a little tougher than most people would expect. Um, yeah. I, I've called it I, I feel like you must be before, like so. almost like a historian for it at this point, right? Like you've been doing it for so long that you, it's not like you're you would be you maybe have to brush up and stuff, but a lot of it would be second nature. Like, oh, this is happening because this guy had beef with this, and this was happening like just because you saw it all firsthand and saw yeah. it happen. Yeah. Oh man, definitely. But I mean, um, there's there's a, a, a local fella by the name of Pez who um, he, he runs a, uh, a WA pro wrestling site. Mm-hmm. And I tell you what, I rely on that. Like, so <laughs> you got much. him up live? <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, like me like, cage match. <laughs> I think, yeah, it's, it's like a, it's, it's like a, a WA wrestling uh, cage match. Like, yeah, right. like for real, it, everything's documented there. Because one thing I often point out, and I used to do recaps at the end of shows with Rick, and because you're in their moment and you're calling it all as it happens, a lot of it tends to go in one ear and out the other. And a lot of shit I just don't remember. Yeah. Um, so a lot of the times if I need info on like wrestlers, like title histories or, or matches, I can't remember who won. Like it's all on this um, West Australian pro wrestling website that Tez runs. Um, I'll, I can't remember the actual exact web address off the top of my head. Is it West Australian pro wrestling home? WA uh, pro wrestling Dot dot Weebly. Weebly.com. That's dot why com. you weren't getting it. That Weebly's going to yeah. throw anybody. There you go. Okay, so cut out all the shuffling. Um, yeah. I'll act like I know. I mean, I'm definitely not going to cut it out. I'm going to leave you throwing you under the bus, <laughs> but we'll see. <laughs> we'll see how we go. Well, either way, Imagine I have edited it back in. You can just yeah, jump straight yeah, back in there. Cool. Yeah, cool. Well, anyway, that website is such a big help, and if anyone wants to get any uh, info on EPW at all and its entire history, like, you can check out the results of the matches from the very first EPW show on this. The work Tez does is amazing, and um, I just want to throw him some props right now because he's helped me out with shit I don't remember that I was actually there for. So, you know, yeah, that's yeah. important That's too. great. I can see, but, just, um, just clicking on it now, I can see, like, the profiles, and it's got, like, the full roster there for EPW. Um, it's got results, title histories, awards, stats, like, everything. It's pretty, pretty awesome. Oh, it's quality, yeah. So, for whatever I don't know, and I'll tell you what i know a bloody lot but uh for anything i'm unsure of if i just need a refresher that website has got absolutely everything so it's, it's really bloody handy yeah now that's that's awesome good job yeah <laughs> you absolute legend <laughs> he's like the the oracle of wa wrestling it's amazing right right does he is he based in perth like does he come to the shows and stuff yeah yeah no yes he does he um he does camera work for us now as well which is fantastic oh, no worries i'll have to get you to introduce me to him at some time because he sounds like I a fascinating he, uh, human being yeah he likes his metal too man oh okay we're gonna get on even better than i realized <laughs> that is glorious <laughs> Um, hang on one second. My dog is testing me. Hang on. I'm going to oh, wrangle her. One sec. This happens regularly on the podcast. People will be used to it. Oh, by now. One sec. Oh. 
once the Maltese is placed on the lap, it does not make noise anymore. Oh, <laughs> it, it just wants the attention is what's going oh, on. So anyway, that, adorable we'll, dog though. Yeah, no, very small and very white. Okay, um, and very, very furry, and also very balky when left to its own devices. So, um. Uh. What was I going to say? We'll use this as a segment to I, – I thought of some fun questions I could kind of ask you being involved oh, sure. in Go wrestling ahead. and behind the curtain. So what would you say is the most awkward experience you've had uh, being part of a wrestling company? So I'm, I'm envisioning backstage, something weird happens, and you're just like on the outside of it like, what the hell's going on here? <laughs> um. Actually, the most awkward moment for me happened during a show. I was really, there was a, a reawakening and I was feeling really unwell. And um, there was a moment at the show where there was a, a follow-up to one of the matches and I actually had to like bail from ringside and I went and threw up. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> yeah. the worst. This was awkward as hell. I um, Yeah, it was uh, at the Cyril Jackson Rex. I can't remember which reawakening it was, but there was... um. There was the end of a, a match, and there was like a big thing happening at the end of it, like a big sort of, um, you know, the wrestlers were like yelling over the mic and doing a big beatdown and stuff. And I'm like, you know what? If I don't go right now, I'm going to throw up all over this table. So I, I like really swiftly made my way out. And the thing is, I have to go around all the bloody guardrails, cut through the drinking section. Everyone wants a high five and stuff. Um, and <laughs> like, no, like, you don't understand. Yeah, I'm going to spew on you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I bolted to the toilet. Luckily, there was like a stall available. And obviously, I'm, I'm wearing a bloody suit. So I'm like holding onto my tie and, you know, trying to keep everything away from the toilet bowl. Oh, and, um, dude, that's yeah, the worst. So I I had to have a sneaky few, and uh, <laughs> then I managed to get back to the desk before the next match started, and was good to go again. Oh, um, I just remember I was um, I was calling it with Jamie, and then he was kind of like, "The hell did you go?" Like he was like, "The hell's going on?" Like, um, but yeah, so that was probably my most awkward moment anyway. Yeah, that's, that's pretty awkward. That's pretty weird. Yeah. How about um? Yeah. How about like acceptance within the wrestling industry? So I hear it's quite insular and and all these kind of things. You know, you're a bit of a, a insiders club. When you started getting into it, did you feel like an outsider? Were you hazed in any way? Were you like, did it take a while for you to sort of uh, for them to build trust with you and things like that? Um, not really. And I've 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 said this to um to Dave to to David Storm uh, a few Absolute times. Legend. Ever, yeah, yeah, just just the best. Like literally, um, like the Godfather of like WA well, wrestling, yeah, no. pretty much, right? Like, yeah, he he, he can claim that uh, when he when he gets announced as that, it's it's, it's true. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've said it to him a few times when I first joined the company because EPW was like, you know, that that was a that was, that was a big company in Perth. I was kind of like, oh, okay, like I was going into this thing when I first had my first day with him. I was expecting to get hazed. I expected everyone to be a bunch of arrogant jerks, actually, and no one was. Um, the only thing that was sort of that it sort of was like was, I guess, you could relate it to uh, going to a new school. It was a bunch of people you didn't know, Terrifying. and you, you you slowly got to know people, though. You know, I mean, no one was like no one no one treated me like you know no, no one was a dick to me or anything, but it was more so the fact of like just getting to know people slowly, slowly, bit by bit, bit by bit. And now I've got like some of my best friends involved in this company or people that aren't in the company anymore that I'm still really great mates with and everything. Mm -hmm. um, it's gotten to the point that obviously I've been around so long now that there's been so many that have sort of come and gone. But um, yeah, no, I was, I was kind of accepted pretty pretty easily. Like it wasn't like um, I walked in and, and started with the company and everyone was like, oh, I love this guy, you know what I mean? But yeah. um, 
I just, because, you know, I sort of, um, you know, knew my space, you know what I mean? Just sort of kept my head down, did my work, sort of, you know, have a chat with people here and there. You sort of get along with this guy, get along with that guy. And before you know it, you're pretty much mates with everybody. Um, I'm, I guess I'm lucky enough that I've uh, not really had any run-ins with anyone over in the years or any sort of, uh, you know, disagreements that sort of, um, you know, led to anything uh, anything awful or anything, man. It's, uh, yeah, I've only got really sort of good things to say. <laughs> can, can the... Can the Australian scene be as like political as the American scene seems sometimes, or or is it kind of as laid back as sort of our general nature is, where there's not really that same sort of uh, intensity about it? Well, I think I mean there's always going to be your politics and wrestling. I think that that'll be the same as anywhere you go, but it's just different levels to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean you you've got one side of things which you'll get like you know politics and people trying to do do politicking in, in one form or of another whether it be um you know with any company around uh, a lot of times you get a lot of bitchiness as well a lot of, a lot of cattiness you know what i mean which which can happen as well but yeah. that's like any job you know what i mean you, yeah. you work you work for a job or whatever and there'll be sort of you know similar sort of crap happening i think it's just sort of human nature more than anything but um i haven't really walked into anything um haven't seen any real drama no, not really. No, nothing that nothing that can't be sort of smoothed out with a decent conversation. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. No. Um, what was my next one? Uh, I was going to say, what was it like for you? So I'm I'm not sure about timeframes and things like that. But when I think about um, wrestlers that have come out of EPW that have actually gone on to do bigger and better things, like Shane Thorne, Mikey Nichols. Uh, Damien Slater, who you mentioned in the Cruiserweight Classic and stuff, what was it like for you seeing these guys who were your co-workers, essentially, and dudes you would see all the time and talk to about their stuff and call their matches, suddenly, like, be on these much bigger platforms? Man, honestly, I I love it. Yeah. Like, it, it's just... I like, didn't think you were going to be like, fuck those guys. No, <laughs> I don't. Like, I thought you'd be excited for them, but it must be weird, right? Like a little bit. No, it, it, it is weird, yeah, but it's also like, it's. I mean, to say that you feel proud of them is one thing, and that sounds kind of corny, but as much as I am proud of them, I just think it's so awesome. Like I remember, um, first of all, when in my early days with EPW, Mike and uh, I know Bob and some of the others, uh, like, like Vice and that, they were doing... Um, you know, doing like indies in America, yeah, and um, well, yeah, and Hartley Jackson, like, Chris Vice, like these yeah, dudes, man. Like, yeah. And I just, I just thought it was so cool just to see Australians in wrestling in general. Uh, and then, um, as time would play out, um, eventually Mike and Shane, um, you know, having their like farewell match in EPW before they went to go over and and be part of pro wrestling Noah, like, yeah. Um, I know for myself when I started getting into um into Japanese wrestling, like. The pro wrestling Noah matches with Kenji Kabashi and um and Masawa and stuff was like the stuff of legends. So like I was like just beside myself of how awesome it is that these two Perth boys are going to be wrestling in pro wrestling Noah. Eventually, through Noah, they ended up having a match at one of the Wrestle Kingdoms. Again, mind blowing moment. I I was I was like there at Wrestle Kingdom five. So well, when see, they when they were they at that? No, they or? weren't in that one. They, they were at they were at a later one. Uh-huh. Um, like. The, the number escapes me. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just, I'm just old. But um, yeah. These uh, like seeing these guys at uh, Wrestle Kingdom was like huge. It was amazing. And then like you know, um, around the same time you had um, Jonah Rock did a stint in Noah. 
uh, one of our guys, uh, Bruiser Barry, um, Pat, uh, who I, I don't know if would be listening, but he's a lovely bloke. He, he had a small amount of time in Noah. You had, um, uh, Slater went over and rested a bit to zero one. I'm like, this is just amazing. This is so bloody cool. And then you had your WWE stuff with, uh, obviously, uh, Slats was in the Cruiserweight Classic. Mm-hmm. Shane and Mike being a part of NXT was just absolutely fantastic. You had things like, um, obviously like Buddy Murphy and, and, and the Iconics and other people who like started doing more. Seeing Australians and hearing an Australian accent on WWE, yeah. I just think Robbie it's amazing. Robbie in the New fact- Japan as well. Do you know Robbie? Oh, dude. Yeah. I, I've met Robbie a, a small handful of times and he is just such a lovely bloke. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's, yeah, I, I can't say enough nice things about him with my interactions with him, and he's a very down to earth bloke too. But I mean, the fact that Shane is now on like Raw, like you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like you get these. It's wild, right? There's like, yeah, because like Raw, Raw is like this show. You know what I mean? When it comes to WWE, like yeah. it's just it's 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 mind blowing, and um, you know, and that like I, he I was think- chosen like on the. On that last pay per view, like he he was the one to wrestle Bobby Lashley, like on yeah, a pay- that's yeah. huge, man. Like, dude, he, yeah. he he got a he got a win over Ricochet on Raw this week. Like, what? It's just like, yeah, man. <laughs> I'm not I up know, to date right? on it. That's crazy. Oh, dude, yeah, and he's just and he's him, like a yeah. masked guy in a faction, you know? Like, it's, yeah, 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 yeah that's man. That's, that's a cool that's little gimmick too. I hope they I hope they they do do more with it and do more right with it. I mean, Shane Shane's yeah. fantastic. Like he's. He's such a good bloody wrestler, and he and he and he has been for a long time. So yeah, like yeah, exactly. I mean, the thing is, as well, is that the people that are doing this, they're not doing this because I don't know they they know someone or they've bloody sucked up to someone. Like they've busted their ass yeah. so hard to get where they are to do what they do. They, they've created um, the resume, the body of work, and it speaks for themselves. And and like yeah, they've man. been in NXT long enough now, and stuff like Shane Thorne has that like. He's worked the system, you know what I mean? He's he's built a reputation within those higher-ups as a hard worker who does the right thing and things like that and earned that position, and that's, like, pretty crazy, man. Yeah, exactly, man. It's, it's just, it's, you you got to be happy for him. I mean, I'm sure, you know, you get some people who can be really cynical and stuff, but, I mean, shit, the fact that these guys have worked as long as they have and have come all the way from this, like, most isolated city in the world to make it onto that big stage, whoever, even someone like, say, Robbie, doing what he's doing, being a part of the um, the best of the Super Juniors and all. Or even like uh, Chris Vice now, like a, a regular uh, in Zero One and has been their champion and stuff. It's, yeah. just, it's just so good. It's so good to see I've seen him people. a few times in Zero One in Japan now. He He's oh, the reason right. that I saw Deathmatch stuff. So his sister uh, is like a friend of ours. Uh, and oh, she yeah, was I, like, yeah, I know her. Yeah, you know Sally. Yeah, yeah. And so she yeah, was yeah, like, yeah. yeah, when you guys are there, like, oh, you guys are in Japan now. You should go check out Zero One. Like, Chris is wrestling. And we're like, what? So we just like bought a ticket and went. And then when we did that, we were like, oh man, we should check out some other shows. We should check out this big Japan show the next day. It's got some of the same guys that were on Chris's show. And then that led to like light tube main event. And we're like, what is this? (laughs) Yeah. 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 It was, it was was mind blowing, man. Oh yeah. Seeing that stuff live is just, uh, it's something else, man. I, I remember, I saw a couple of big Japan shows in my time there. Dude, I've done a couple of episodes out. about it. It's like, it's crazy and it's like so visceral yeah. and, uh, and yeah. yeah. And so exciting that it really is something that I feel like I probably wouldn't have been into it without seeing it live first. And then yeah, after, it makes a big difference. I think. Yeah, exactly. Like, and for a lot of people, they maybe wouldn't get it and they'd maybe just not look behind like the surface of like, the blood and stuff, but when you see it live and you you experience that, then it becomes something different. Yeah, definitely, man. It's, it's one of those things. Hey, you've got to sort of, um, it's got to be right in front of you. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, it's, yeah, uh, exactly it's, it's right. cool. It's it, it's a it's a fun night out. I know that. Yeah, absolutely. Myself. We'll do it. We've got to do another death ma- uh, another um episode at some point, like in person, and have a chat with a couple of beers and talk like some specific death matches and stuff. I think we'd have fun with that. I don't know many yeah, people sure, that have like are are as into it as like me uh, and and you. <laughs> like a couple of my other oh, friends man, are I mean, like, yeah. keen about it, but I know you have followed Big Japan and and things like that for a while. Yeah. So I think that'd be oh, pretty man, interesting. Yeah. I could talk about wrestling all bloody day, man. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So we will do that another time. But let's uh, let's uh, start to power it down and let's uh, focus on what's going on with the event this Saturday, hey? Um, yeah. Because that's let's. coming in hot. So so it give sure me is. give me your hype. So it's this uh, Saturday night, December fifth, Gate One at Robinson Pavilion. What is uh, up? Yeah, the- what do we need to be hyped for? Okay, well, it's EPW, Explosive Pro Wrestling, Out of the Ashes, our first uh, big show returning to the Gate One Theatre. Like I said, we've done um, EPW School of Pro Wrestling showcases, about four or so of them since the restrictions have started loosing. These big shows at Gate One are another level. This is, uh, this is, this is the big, the big stuff. And we're such a cool happening. venue, man. I can't believe you guys it's, like work oh, out there. It's so wicked. Dude, it's, uh, I, it's, it's not a word of a lie. Uh, just being there. I think raises everyone's game. Ever since we've started uh, doing shows in there, everyone just kind of stepped up themselves just a little bit, and it really, uh, it really shows if you've uh, managed to go to a show. If you are, if you can uh, try to go to this one, or if not the next one, because it's an experience like no other. Full Titan Tron, the music, like the whole deal. Yeah, like, it is really a full, it's, full production. It's a thing of beauty, yeah. and the thing about going to a live pro wrestling show, talking about the many things we have here today, like. It's uh, what did uh, Nate Dooley used to tell me to say? It's the most interactive night out for the whole family. Like, not many things you can go to where you're encouraged to get involved, to yell, to cheer, to boo, and all that stuff. It's something else. But um, taking a look at the card, it's uh, it's pretty damn good. Uh, so we've got all sorts of stuff happening. We've got two title matches happening as well. Um, we've got uh, one of the young fellas from the EPW School of Pro Wrestling, Joel Hagen has a match with El Toro Blanco, who is a masked wrestler. Joel Hagen has been working very hard at the School of Pro Wrestling, and this dude is massive. And I tell you what, he's uh, he's stepped his game up and changed his attitude, and he is a very angry young man at the moment, and he's laying waste like to everyone. I like the sound of him already. So, oh, yeah, he's a, he's a big badass, and the fact that he's going to be on an actual Gate 1 match um, I feel sorry for El Toro Blanco, who's a hell of a good wrestler, but I don't know. He's a smaller guy. I've seen him before. Very, yeah. very talented, but yeah, he's yeah. not. He's not a giant man. He's going to have to be very fast on his feet. Well, he is very fast on his feet, and that's what he's going to have to use his speed and agility to the best of his abilities to take it to someone like Joel Hagen. Uh, we have a tag team match with the children, who are the offsiders of uh, Father Tyler Jacobs, are going up against a tag team of Gorgeous Gary and Ryan Allen. This is an interesting pairing with these two. Uh, the children, if you haven't seen them before, they're, well, they're a Don't little just... creepy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, um, I think Tyler Jacobs killer, man. It's such a, such a cool, when he sort of started to adopt uh, those kind of ways, it was very interesting yeah. to see everybody uh, flocking to his side and like it was really, really cool. Oh, so right. I think they've become quite a force, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, God, uh, yeah, Tyler Jacobs, I've known for many years. Um, he's been with EPW since the very first show in 2001, but now he follows the book and he has his followers, the children, which is Chadwick Jackson and Stella Nix. They've been doing very well. Uh, the last few showcases we've done down at the EPW School of Pro Wrestling, 
they have been incredibly impressive. Um, like Chadwick Jackson just keeps getting better and better. And uh, for a man who's not the tallest guy, he's incredibly strong. And Stella Nix has a presence like very few others that I think if you come down to this show, you'll see exactly what I mean. And she's uh, something to behold in, inside the squared circle as well because um, you never know what she's going to do. These guys are very unpredictable. But what else is unpredictable is a tag team like the likes of Georges Gary and Ryan Allen. You've got Georges Gary. He's uh, been in EPW for a number of years now. He's the uh, non-stop catwalk show. He's uh, very flamboyant. Uh, lots of uh, pageantry involved with this guy. And he's a hell of a bloke too. Very interesting. And Ryan Allen, yeah, I mean, if you've seen him before, you know what to expect, right? He, he jumped uh, in on, I, I think the last show that I saw at Gate 1, he jumped in on commentary with you, didn't he? Yes, yes, he's done guest spots with us on commentary before uh, a number of times, actually. He speaks very well, um, as well as being a former Invitational Tournament winner as well, which is a, uh, yeah, for those who uh, don't know, it's the longest-running uh, pro wrestling tournament in all of Australian wrestling that we do annually. Uh, Gorgeous Gary won that uh, the previous time it was held. Uh, he's ta- ta- tag-teaming with uh, Ryan Allen, who's Mr. Metal. We're both big metal guys, so uh, mm. he's a guy we can uh, all relate to. This guy loves his metal, and he's also uh, had his knee and his neck worked on where there's actually metal in his knee and his neck. So okay, he's terrifying. The, the personification, personification of metal. Oh, does he um, use that knee to his advantage, or what's the go there? Yeah, he does, actually. He's, uh, <laughs> he's got a, he's got a like crazy, Luger, crazy set of moves, too. Yeah, he... <laughs> He he does like Phoenix splashes and stuff like that too. He's uh he, he's an interesting package of a wrestler. Let me tell you. We also have um Del Cano up against Jared Slade. I'm very keen to see this one because Del Cano's been a regular with an explosive pro wrestling for some time now, and he just keeps getting better and better and better. It's one of those things. He's uh he he's quite a young guy, but he's quite a becoming quite a seasoned veteran. Uh, even even at his uh at his young age. And um, we've been seeing he main evented the last showcase we had with a, a fantastic match against Julian Ward. And um, the fact that he's up against Jared Slade is a man who's a former, uh, I believe, two-time EPW Tag Team Champion. And he hasn't been in EPW for quite some time now. Now, Jared Slade, have you ever seen before? I think I've seen Jared Slade before. Now, Jared Slade was some kind of like... War Demon Man with spiky shoulder pads at times, and like yeah, uh, the, yeah. one of the best spears I've ever seen in real life. Like, yeah, I okay, saw him so... hit somebody with that, and I thought he'd killed them. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah, and that, that's what he aims to do. I saw uh, when yeah, he, very, he used to team savvy. with uh, what's his name? Um, the, Dan Moore. Dan Moore. That's right. <laughs> they yeah. were a great team. Yeah. Right? They were. Yeah, he uh, he doesn't wear the face paint anymore and okay. stuff, but um. We haven't seen Jared Slate in a long time, so not only is he going to be looking to make his presence felt on this show and uh, really sort of make an impact, but um, he's going to be looking to put a big hurting on Del Cano. Yeah. Um, Great. He's, he's so talented, man. I'm really excited for that. That'll be cool. Oh, so am I. Uh, Edith Knight, one of our, uh, our uh, female wrestlers, she has uh, an interview segment, which we don't really know what she's going to say or if she's going to call someone out or what's going to happen. That's something that you're going to have to wait and see on this show. We've also got Marcus Pitt, up against the Don Michael Morleone, both men, former tag team champions, former EPW champions as well. This match is going to be an absolute belter. Like I said, we've got a couple of title matches, and there's so much happening on this show that I think this one's a bit of a sleeper that people may not be expecting that is just going to blow people's minds. Because these guys used to tag together uh, when I first joined EPW in 2007. They were part of the European Union. Um, They've known each other a long time, and I think this one has all the ingredients to be an absolute massive, huge, awesome matchup because Marcus Pitt 
is about as good as it gets. And the Don he, Michael he, Morleone he's as well. He's a weapon, man. Like, if nobody has seen Marcus Pitt before, he's, like, TV ready. Like, he's oh, a man, built he's- dude. He... For when I first got into EPW and started watching those shows and coming down and drinking mid-strength beers and abusing the wrestlers, um, the uh, he was the champion and we were about him, man. Like his rivalries with Davis Storm and the Solution and stuff. And he's oh, obviously man, yeah. is he still TMDK? Is that still uh, the colours he reps, or or, yeah, did well, it, he, did, he, or did he change he, it up now? No, no, TMDK is still a thing, and they're, they're, they're still a, a part of that. But um, he's in a tag team with da- Damien Slater called The Untouchables. That's right. So, uh, and, the, and that's they're the with that, uh, with Amber, right? Amber, that's correct, there yeah. We go. It's all so, back to me. Damien Slater and Marcus Pitt are both a part of uh, TMDK, but their tag team is called The Untouchables. So they yeah. tend to rep The Untouchables. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Marcus Pitt is, is, is absolutely amazing. Like, anytime you see him enter, an EPW show, make his entrance, you know you're going to see a really good yeah. bloody match. He, lo- he looks, and, the, the, looks the part, walks the part, and, and delivers it in the ring. And and the oh, Don exactly. as well, former champion also, right? Yeah, former two-time champion. Yep. Um, yeah, the, like I said, the, these guys, like, I mean, just the fact that I'm saying that these two guys are wrestling each other should be enough for you to know how good this match it's is It's like be, a championship but, um, match, like, anywhere. Like, yeah, yeah. No yeah. at all. Like. Exactly. And the two, uh, the two title matches we have is, the EPW Tag Team Championships are on the line. And, uh, what I'm really looking forward to, it's going to be Plague. Now, Plague won their tag team titles uh, about a year ago at last year's reawakening. They defeated the Street Gang Hooligans. Um, and they're in there up against the Task Force. So, uh, who are, the iterations who are of- Plague? Like, I, I'm familiar with the Street Gang Hooligans. I'm not familiar with Plague. Okay. Well, I, I Plague must have seen them, group- though. Maybe I'm just not picturing it. Yeah, it, it's Dan Steele. It's... Aaron Hawke, who used to be called Oh, Dan Vigara. Steele, I know. Yeah, he's a weapon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it's uh, Jonathan Windsor, who once upon a time was John- Jonathan Wimbledon, and Twitch, so there's four of them. And what yes. we've recently yeah. seen is the uh, the invocation is what I guess is most commonly known in wrestling circles as Freebird Rule. Nice. So it can so, be, um, be any, any of the crew can defend the titles. Yeah, so originally it was uh, Aaron Hawke and Dan Steele, but we're getting Twitch and Aaron Hawke at this show up against Taylor King and Jack Edwards. And what I'm wondering is, because these are, obviously the Task Force have three people, Plague has four. I'm like, if the Task Force managed to get the win, do they get to invoke Freebird rules as well? Like, Surely. And the fact, that there are, the fact that both teams have extra members as well, you just don't know what's going to happen. Like I always say if there's a manager on the outside, like speaking of... um. The Untouchables with Amber, mm. like any team that has extras outside, you just never know what the hell could or quite possibly would happen. Mm-hmm. And the fact that both teams have these extra people, I mean, who knows what the hell is going to happen, but the tag team championships are on the line, which just make it all that more important and all that more exciting. Yeah, no, that, that's, that sounds very exciting. Uh, Twitch is a yeah. very entertaining human being as well. Uh, My he, goodness. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's, so, uh, he's a character, man, so that, that's pretty exciting. Mate. If you want to see how funny he is, he started making memes on his Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, he's, like, been, like, in the lead-up to this matchup, like, you know, some wrestlers will film promos, you know what I mean, behind yeah. a brick wall where they're talking trash. Uh, yeah, Twitch has been posting memes, uh, yeah, making like memes about the, the task force. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's that, bloody funny. That is hilarious. Um, um, who did you say were the members of the task force? I was carried away 
uh, oh, in sorry. memories of Dan Steele's spine busters and forgot. Oh, all good. <laughs> uh, just super quick, Twitch underscore bump underscore monkey if you want to see those memes. Sick. Um, check it out. Okay, so it's, it's the team of Taylor King and Jack Edwards. I mean, Taylor King's been around EPW for quite some time. He uh, he brought in the task force, which was t and Jack Edwards. Yep. Uh, T-Penay's uh, been out with an injury for mm-hmm. the past few months. Mm-hmm. But uh, Jack Edwards, is, uh, he's got himself in tremendous shape. He's dropped a bunch of weight. He's looking damn good. And at the showcase we've been having, Jack Edwards has been uh, probably the best I've ever seen him. And Taylor King as well. He's got himself in great shape. And I think that there has never been a better time for the task force to challenge for the tag team titles as well. I think they're they're in a spot where they've never been hungrier. They've never been uh, in a in a in a better way and in more of a, a threatening position to be able to really not only take it to the champ but quite possibly take home the belts as well. Oh, it's, yeah, I'm, it's I'm heat excited, not. man. Oh, it is. <laughs> it and uh, is obviously, um, exactly. And um, the uh, EPW out of the Ashes main event is for the EPW Coastal Championship. And uh, talking about matches that you probably don't need a hype because the, the people in it speak for themselves. But obviously, I am here to hype this match up. Yeah, let's I will go. Do so. <laughs> We've got uh, David Storm yes. defending against Gavin McGavin. So yes. David Storm uh, recently won the EPW Coastal Championship. At our last show at Gate 1, he defeated Marcus Pitt for the uh, Coastal Championship. Mm-hmm. And uh, at that same show, Gavin McGavin won a number one contendership matchup for the Coastal Championship. This match is going to be an absolute ripper. These are two of the very best in explosive pro wrestling in WA and, uh, dare I say, even Australia. And um, the fact that these guys are like, they, they have wrestled on the showcases at the School of Pro Wrestling, and that is all good and well, but the fact that this is another one of our really big shows being back on that big stage, these guys are going to pull out all the stops. These guys are going to spend no expense and leave nothing behind in this matchup. I mean, the fact that Storm hasn't really got to defend his Coastal Championship match, you know, it all got sort of, I guess, cut off when, when COVID sort of struck. Like, they're just going to be so eager to go out there and just, just rip into each other. And we're all going to be the lucky people who get to benefit from this awesome show. Yeah, man. Where, I've, um, seen, I've seen David Storm oh. do some crazy stuff, man, and take some crazy hits as well. So I have no uh, doubt that it's going to be off the chain, eh? Well, exactly, and uh, you, you've got David Storm, who can do it all. He is the, uh, the the jack of all trades and the master of them all. And you've got Gavin McGavin as well, who's got got so much at his disposal and his arsenal. Like he's he's one of these wrestlers that um he just keeps getting better and better. And you, you, like a lot of the times, you know, he's done a lot of things that have been unfavorable, and you know, the the, the crowd won't like the way how he does things, but he can still prove people wrong time and time again with just how good he is. He's a real technician, right? Like, he, oh, he's he very sure dangerous. Is. His, his technical game is just um, it's just absolutely fantastic. And I'm a big fan of technical wrestling, obviously being quite a big mm-hmm. fan of Japanese wrestling too. Um, I love the tech stuff. A lot of fans aren't so keen on it. I love it. Um, and uh, I, I'll, I'll, I'll happily watch that sort of stuff happen. But the beauty of this Coastal Championship matchup is if McGavin's going to try and trade hold the hold with Storm, Storm has been doing it so long that he's not going to back down from that particular challenge. You know what I mean? These guys, yeah, are he'll just roll into that strike. game. It's no, it's oh, not not exactly. a problem. Like he's he's a veteran. Like, yeah, they're, they're both very adaptable wrestlers. That I don't know which kind of game either man's going to bring to the table, but whatever each man brings, the other is going to be ready to roll with it and go 
go forth and then some, which is just going to make this such an amazing, not only main event, but such a great welcome back to Explosive Pro Wrestling on the big stage at Gate 1. Uh, I, I'm so excited. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm lucky enough I get to have one of the best seats in the house and call the action. But, like, without, you know, um, uh, you know, uh, what do they call it? Hyperbole. Um, literally, if I was not doing what I was doing on Saturday night, getting to call the action, I would be in the crowd wanting to watch this stuff because this show is going to be absolutely awesome. Absolutely. And like you said, these guys always put on like the best show they can normally, but after the big break they've had, they're going to be coming out all guns blazing to prove a point. It, so I, I'm for exactly. one, I'm very excited to see it. Well, that's the thing as well. Yeah, like I've had a lot of my friends over the time who aren't wrestling fans. They've come down because, I, you know, they know how much it means to me. And at the end of the night, they're like, oh, man, like, you know, wrestling's not really my thing, but that was so much fun. When's the next one? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if you're if you're a wrestling fan, you kind of know what you're in for mm-hmm. and are going to have a great show each and every time you come down to see Explosive Pro Wrestling. But if you have some people you might know who might be on the fence, bring them down. They'll have a great time. The entire venue's licensed. So you can drink anywhere throughout the venue. You sure um, I can. Know that's, a, that's, a, that's a bit of a draw with the number of people. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you, you'll yeah. get a seat when you when you book your ticket, but you can just meander around the drinking section, which is my preferred well, way true. to watch wrestling. Yeah, of course. And that's the thing as well. You don't want to sleep on this one because obviously tickets are limited. There are mm-hmm. still COVID restrictions in place. Um, so there's, there's little things along the way that we're going to have to do and things that are going to have to um, sort of help with reconvening. Um, the new normal, I guess. Um, but definitely, if you're thinking about coming down, get your tickets as soon as you can. You get them from Show, show Tickets is the website where you can get the uh, get the tickets before the actual day because you don't want to miss out. This one is going to be one to remember. It's uh, going to be EPW back on the big stage and in a major, major way. Absolutely, man. Look, Dean, Adam, thanks so much for coming in and doing this with me, man. It's really cool. Everybody, follow EPW Perth on uh, social media. You can find them on Facebook at EPW Perth. That's got like a nice big link here straight away uh, to the Out of the Ashes show for this Saturday. Um, And check them out on Vimeo. Check them out everywhere they are on YouTube. They're a really great product. Um, Dude, we've definitely got to do this again just to talk stuff. Maybe we'll look at some retro Japanese stuff and talk about some of the other stuff we dig, man. This has been so fun, man. Oh, man, like I said, anytime. Thank you so much for uh, having me on the show, and thanks, everyone, for listening. And check out EPW if you haven't already, and it would be my absolute pleasure to come back again and talk uh, wrestling that isn't EPW so I don't have to talk about myself. <laughs> yeah, no worries. And maybe even next year, maybe even next year, what we do with the G1 every year is we do like a big tournament uh, where we've got oh. kind of got pickums. Maybe I could even get you involved with that. Can be part of it. Would love to. Yeah, it could be a good time, man. So thanks so much for coming on. Everybody, this has been Faces and Feels. Check us out at Faces Feels on Twitter, on Instagram, or send us an email with any questions or any feedback. If you've got any questions for Adam, send them through to facesandfeels at gmail.com. I'll pass them on and make sure he gets them. Dude, thanks so much and peace out. Thank you so much for having me. No worries. Anytime, bro. Thank you. Bye. Yeah.